Welcome to another episode of Breakaway from the Rat Race. And today I have the pleasure of meeting Nitsan Mossery. And uh, did I did I have your name right, Nitsan? Yeah, yeah, it's good. Oh, okay, very good. <laughs> I saw you smile as I said your name. Uh, so Nissan is called a traveling investor. And uh, Nissan, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, and your investment strategy? Sure. So uh, I'm, I'm originally from New York City. Uh, I live now in South Florida. Um, when I was 25 years old, I left New York and I went traveling around the world for about six, seven years. Uh, and then I settled back in Israel and in 2009 moved to Florida and kind of got back into real estate. And one of the main reasons why I moved back to the U.S. was because the real estate market at that time, we, it, it had tanked. It was, you know, the, the crash of 07, 08. Um, and I told my wife, I said, you know, it's a good time to go back into real estate and maybe flip a couple of houses and uh, make some money. And, you know, we were big hippies back then. I had long dreadlocks down below my butt and really you know, wow yeah well that's what happens when you travel for six seven years <laughs> uh and you know and um so we came here and uh, we started flipping houses i'd been involved in real estate before when i lived in new york um and i was doing some real estate in israel as well uh, and then we came we moved to south florida and i started flipping houses because that was the lowest hanging fruit you know i was buying houses a three-bedroom two-bath home concrete block for $16,000. Wow. I'd go in, I would just clean it up. I wouldn't even paint it. I would just literally bring a couple of guys, clean it mm -hmm. and flip it for $30,000 or $40,000. And, you know, just kept doing that and doing multiples of those every single month. And it was a lot wow. of fun. I was fixing and flipping as well, wholesaling, double closes, you know, the whole thing. Just, it was, it was, it was the wild west. And it was, it was wow. a lot of fun. Yeah, um, but I, but I did see the end of the road. I did see the end of the tunnel, you know, mm -hmm. and that's when, you know, I was checking out at Whole Foods and, you know, the guy behind the counter or the girl, I don't remember what the, they, they kind of made a comment. Oh my God, I can't believe I'm, I'm buying my first rental property. I said, okay, well maybe it's time to look at really what's going on. And, and also at the same time, I was, I put an offer on a house that was burnt. It was, half of it was completely burnt, all yeah. gone. All you saw was half of a house. And I saw how people were bidding way, way above asking price. And wow. inventory got tight. And, you know, just a lot more people coming into the game. And that's when I realized, I said, okay, I, I have to look for the next, the next road, the next path. Mm -hmm. And, you know, what I understood also was that when I'm flipping a house, once I close on it and I sell it, I, I'm not making any more money until I find another house, I renovate yeah. it. Put it on the market, have the stress. It's not of, passive. You know, not passive <laughs> yeah, at all. It's that's very, right. very active. It's very stressful. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. I love taking a project and, you know, watching it from, you know, from what it was to what we can do mm -hmm. to it, you know, seeing yeah. the new buyers. But yeah, it's not passive at all. Yeah. And, and mm -hmm. the market was tightening. So I went and I said, yeah. what's, what's the next avenue? And I, I, I've, I've been involved in offices and, and rental, um, real estate. So I started looking into multifamily and I, I bought a home study course. And then I went and I learned about underwriting multifamilies. And I started buying a, what a fourplex, yeah. a flip to 27 unit and, you know, 157. And, and it just kind of started wow. rolling. Here I am today. Yeah. Wow. That's amazing. So a couple of things. Uh, so, I mean, you are, I hope it's, you're okay. Me saying that, but you dropped out of school. 
in order to travel. I mean, this is uh, this is pretty amazing, and mm-hmm. because I think I, I kind of like that because I think it, it, a lot. So many people think that oh no, that's because you know they they studied that they they went to school they have a bachelor's degree or anything like that. And to me, the real estate is really kind of like uh, it's a, it's a, it's a level playing field. I mean, there's just just uh, lots of opportunity there for people with all kinds of different abilities and all mm-hmm. that. It's it's not taught in school for the most right. part, and uh, whatever is taught in school is useless. Um, so, <laughs> so <laughs> you know, it's really learned on on the ground, and then um, so I think that this is amazing. So, if you thought uh, as a listener, if you thought that oh, this what's important, you need to learn that, and in in order in graduate from high school from uh, uh, from university in order to go and invest in real estate and have your license and stuff like that you don't need you don't need any of that you don't need it and and nitsen is proof of that that's right absolutely that's a, didn't so graduate college didn't yeah. know what i wanted to do you know when i was 18 when i turned 18 i went uh, back to israel i joined the army and then when i came back i was around 20 21 years old and I, I still had no idea what I wanted to do. But my dad said, go be a lawyer, go be a lawyer, because lawyers can do anything. You know, everybody needs a lawyer. I went, I started studying business law and speech therapy, which they have nothing to do with one another. <laughs> and, um, and business law, you know, the first day of class, my, my, my uh, instructor gave me a book this thick. And he said, all right, page one. He goes, we're going to go through this entire book. And I said, oh, my God. Wow. That's not me. I just don't have the butt for it. I don't have the ass to sit down and to put my face in a book. That wasn't yeah. me. That, is, that isn't me, right? Yeah. And you got to know your strength. Yeah. You got to know what you're good at and what you like and, and excel at that. You know, a mm-hmm. lot of people, we, you know, growing up, you hear, well, why don't you focus on your weak, on your weak points? Mm-hmm. Well, if I focus on my weak points, then my weak points will be okay. My yeah. strong points will get weaker because I'm not working on my strong points. So I'm yeah. actually reducing myself in the playing field. Yeah, I figured out why don't I just focus on what I'm good at and yeah. make that awesome and build my super team, my power team around me of people yeah. that you know complement my skill set. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you look at how actors and musicians they're focusing on on their talent or the things that they're very passionate about, and uh, you know, and yeah, they don't they don't know anything about business and stuff like that, and. So they have people for that. They they okay. hire people. They have people as part of their team. And you're absolutely right. I mean, it, part of part of the thing, part of being an entrepreneur and an investor, is to build a team around you that's going to complement where you are. Uh, you know, skills that you're not interested in, uh, interested in, or skill uh, things areas that you're not as strong as uh, as you need to be. Exactly. But your team, your team strong. That's what's absolutely. important. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, so tell, so in basically 2008, you come, you come back to Florida or somewhere around there, right around 2008. Mm -hmm. And then you start investing, flipping houses and you're having fun. And, um, but then you see the market tightening. So how does that compare to what we're seeing today in terms of, uh, because right now we see very low supply, uh, we see uh, extreme demand, extreme, but a lot of demand, very mm-hmm. high demand on the different types of properties, residential especially. So, mm-hmm. how do you, how would you compare the two, uh, the two periods? Well, so in, what happened in two thousand eight was that they were bundling non-performing notes, and then they were selling that as a Class A mm-hmm. product on Wall Street, and then you know everything was was built on 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 nothing. 
right? Yeah, on, yeah. On, on bad notes, yeah. right? And, and whoever thought of that was a genius because, and the way they sold it, it was like, oh my God, people are actually buying this. Um, so that's what happened then. Now what's going on is I, I think it's, it, you know, we had a strong economy from, from the Trump administration. We went into a strong and then COVID hit, but the economy was still strong. So it was, it was a, it was kind of a tightening of the, of the economy or, or slowing down on, uh, from a, um, a non-organic way. Right. It didn't organically pop. It didn't. People were still making money. People still had good jobs. People still wanted to spend. And you can see it's the same that's going on now. You know, in South Florida, we're open and places are booming. People are out spending money. They're, they're, they're buying houses. Right. I looked on the um, NAR, the National Association of Realtors uh, website, and I looked at their report. Yeah. And, you know, usually when you see houses increasing on the market, what happens is you kind of see prices inadvert, you know, adversely going down because then it becomes a buyer's market, right? Sellers mm -hmm. need to then lower their prices so that they can sell because now there's an overflow of product on the market. Mm -hmm. That's not what we see. No, we that's see yeah. Houses going up on the market, in you know, more product, prices are still going up. It's like, oh my God, what's going on here? When uh, we, you know, when we had the shutdown with the pandemic, you know, I was talking to a lot of my colleagues and we're going, wow, you know what? We're probably gonna come out of this shut down and there's going to be a ton of foreclosures a ton of short sales get your cash ready let's go cap rates are going to go up it's going to be awesome we're going to be able to buy more and get really good deals but what you're seeing now is that it's just the opposite we're in a serious seller's market mm -hmm. i mean properties are trading at oh yeah absolutely. caps which is super expensive you're wondering you know what what are lenders thinking by lending to somebody at a four cap and, and, a, and a, a cap rate Show, just shows the the ratio of income to purchase price. So mm -hmm. a the lower the cap rate, the more expensive the property is. Yeah. And a four cap means that that property is really expensive. It doesn't mean it's not a good deal. It doesn't mean you can't make money on it. It's just you're buying, you know, you're buying a a a, a Ford at a Mercedes price mm -hmm. is basically yeah. what you're doing. Yeah. Right. And, and you think, I'm going to tweak it out. I'm going to make it look great. Yeah, but it's never going to be a Mercedes. You may make, you may make money on it, but mm -hmm. you got to watch what, what you're paying for it. So there will be a correction. Everybody's talking about it. It may be you know, a self-fulfilling prophecy. It may be a, 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 a market, but as long as they keep interest rates down, people are going to keep buying and buying and buying. You know, it's, it's what's going to happen when those interest rates go up. That's going to be yeah. an interesting thing to say. That's going to be an interesting thing. I think there's a couple of components. I think the uh, the different uh, care packages, like the COVID uh, packages that were passed, like that put like trillions, of, literally trillions of dollars in the economy, and then um, and that basically is there's a lot of money that's that's out there, and I think some of these money, some of that money went to people that already had money, and mm -hmm. uh, and so. They invest in the stock market. They invest in real estate and all of that. And I think that's one of the one of the components here, is yeah. that we basically are seeing inflation, not at the consumer level, but we're seeing inflation on on the real estate in the stock market. Absolutely. And then the um, and then the other thing too is that if you think that the interest rate is going to go up and the inflation is going to go up, um, so then where do you want to be? As an investor, if you're an investor and you look at all the different investments uh, that you can have, where do you want to be? 
in my opinion, you want to be in hard assets. And I think it's the opinion of many, many other investors. So you want to be in real estate. You want to be in gold. You want to be in silver, maybe something like that. But I can't, I can't leverage gold and silver. I can't have cash flow on gold and silver. Mm -hmm. So then you scratch those two out and then you're left with real estate investing. That's right. And so that's where I'm, I think where we're seeing a lot of the demand on, uh, on the real estate market for rentals, because it's just like, this is it. This is what, if you think there's going to be inflation, if you think there's going to be an increase in interest, a tightening in, uh, in, in terms of the, the lending, then let's jump in now before it's too late. And Absolutely. it's, even though it's a little bit pricey right now, I think mm -hmm. it's, uh, they're hoping that in the end it's going to even out. Sure. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. I agree. I agree. Hard yeah. assets, you know, there's a lot of, a lot of talk about the cryptocurrency, what it's going to do, the shift and monetary. Yeah. You don't want to have money sitting in the bank. You never want to have money sitting in the bank. Exactly. Sitting in the exactly. Bank doesn't do anything for you. Yeah. You know? It makes you feel good though. To right. know you see the numbers on your statement and stuff like that. You say, ah, okay, I'm okay. I can go and spend, you know, $20,000 right. on a watch, but, <laughs> but then you go, uh, but yeah, exactly. It's, for me, it's the same thing too. Like I, I want to have all my, my money out working for me. Exactly. And, uh, but it's not as comforting uh, when you look at your bank statement because you're looking at it and say, okay, well, we're just hovering and, mm -hmm. uh, right. you know, right. a couple of things go wrong. As long as you can, as long as you can, you know, do the math and, and, and be conservative and have your cash flow coming in where yeah. it, it covers your monthly, you know, nut every month, right? Yeah. Um, then, then you're okay. You know, I don't mind having a little money in the bank as long as I've got cash flow coming in and appreciation mm. is working, is building itself up, right? Yeah. That's, yeah. that's a beautiful thing. Yeah, absolutely. So you made a big shift then from, um, you know, from single family and then you went into, into multifamily. So why, why did you go into, into multifamily? And I'm not, um, I'm, not question, I'm not really questioning it. I think it's a great move, but I'm just saying, mm -hmm. why would uh, my listeners, yeah. what, why would they uh, be interested in that? Well, because I'm lazy. I'm a lazy guy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like to work so hard. Right? Yeah. I like to do something once. I like to create something once and have it feed me forever. Yeah. Right? And that's kind of multifamily, right? Mm -hmm. um, multifamily, uh, you know, it's, it's rental. Uh, you can put a property management company inside as well, where they manage the asset, they manage the tenants, they manage everything. And that mm -hmm. every quarter I get my check and I'm happy. Mm -hmm. Right. So that means that my time is mine now. Mm -hmm. I'm not stuck behind the desk and can't leave. You know, next Monday, my wife and my kids and I were getting in our car and we're going on vacation. We're going for, you know, two months. We got, you know, summer vacation. That's the kind of freedom that I want in my life. That's the kind of freedom that, you know, your, 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 your listeners can have um, either by becoming an owner operator or by passively investing in apartments, right? Because we yeah. raise money from, from third party people. We call them investors, but they're just like you and me. They're just people who work, who've saved yeah. up money and want to invest, right? Yeah. So it's, it's anybody. It's the architect, the engineer, the, the realtor, the doctor, the lawyer, the dentist, you know, whoever it is, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. you know, um, they, they have money sitting in the bank. They, they want to invest. Now they become they're now an investor, but it's anybody. And, and you know, the, the, what they don't teach us in school is 
how to have your money work for you. They teach exactly. you how you can go out and make money. You know, you're exchanging your hours for dollars. I yep. don't want to exchange hours for dollars, right? I just want to do something, set it up once and have it reap rewards. And I call it mailbox money. Because you go to the mm -hmm. mailbox, you open it up, whoop, and there's money right there sitting for you. Yep. I, I just got a couple of checks in today. It's beautiful. I love it yep. when it happens. I, I get a little giggly. I'm like, ah, look, 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 <laughs> I got checks, right? <laughs> but it's awesome. Yeah, um, and, and so you can do it, you know, if you're working and you got a full-time job and you got a family that you got to, you know, look after and you're, you know, you're 50 like me or younger and you're getting there and you understand that, you know what, if something happens to me, my income goes away mm -hmm. or, you know, how long until I can stop working and will I have that same income and lifestyle as I do now when I'm, when I'm not working. And if that's, and if these are questions that you have right now, this is a great time to get into real estate. It's always a good time to get into real estate. You yeah. have to be conservative and not get, you know, antsy that, oh, I haven't found a deal yet. And, you know, just mm -hmm. buy something for the sake of buying. If you're methodical and you're conservative in your numbers, you will always come out ahead because if you're conservative, you'll be able to ride out any storm that's in mm -hmm. front of you. Right? Mm -hmm. But if you're really aggressive on your numbers and you're pushing and you're speculating and, and you're, you know, like, yeah, just aggressive, that's when you make mistakes. Yep. So if, if you're out there and you're looking to create passive income to where at some point that passive income equals or is maybe 80% of your, you know, working income, yeah. then you can start pulling back a little bit and you can create generational wealth. Exactly. Yeah. Wealth for your, for your children so that they can have an easy mm -hmm. life, right? I yep. tell my kids, go out and study what you love. Don't worry about money, mm -hmm. okay? Not because I'm going to give you money, but first of all, go out and do what you love. That's, that's what we're here for, mm -hmm. right? We're here to enjoy and experience life and love and, and everything. That's why I traveled for so many years because I just, I was experiencing life. Mm -hmm. And, and, you know, so I tell my daughters, just, just, Find what you love and, and get good at it and work it and enjoy mm -hmm. it and, and do that. And, and then the money will come later. Yeah. Right. Um, and, and I want, you know, I, I want them to really go out and enjoy and, and, and love what they're studying, what they're working on. You know, I was always taught to, you know, to, you know, go and study law, go and study law. I, I really didn't like law. You know, I mean, I like arguing with people, but that doesn't mean I'm <laughs> like law. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. The uh, yeah, so I think I think this is great. I, I mean, that's funny you mentioned eighty percent. I mean, because that's kind of what I'm recommending people is like I, I recommend them that they start with like a turnkey rental strategy mm -hmm. as they're working full time. When they get close to achieving their monthly passive income goal uh, of eighty percent of that then you know then you can pull back you can go into uh other types of investment in real estate that mm -hmm. are have better returns because right. but because you're need, they have better returns but you're also going to need more time and more money uh mm -hmm. in order to get in there so sure. so that's that's funny that i had the same recommendation and basically eight, once you achieve like 80 percent of your passive income goal yeah you can you have more options at least you you feel a little bit more free and uh you can tell your boss to you know, right. goodbye. And mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> right. Absolutely. Yeah. The, I, I also talk to some of my clients that I mentor and coach and I tell them, okay, look, what, what are your monthly bills, your electric, your water, your gas, your food bill? You know, what is that? Okay. So let's say, you know, I don't know, $2,000 a month goes to your utilities and whatnot. I said, why don't you go out and find a duplex or a fourplex mm -hmm. 
right? That you can buy single family home, even if, 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 and that we're at the end, after all expenses, that property covers your bills for every single month. Imagine the, the relief that you have. Now you're not working to cover your bills. Yeah, exactly. You're working for other reasons now. Now you can yeah. kind of sit back and breathe and say, wow, you know what? Every month my, my bills are covered, so I don't have to worry about that. Wow, it's amazing. Yeah, yeah. Right? No, I agree. People think, yeah. oh, real estate, I got a guy, I got to go do and Yeah, take it slow. What, yeah. what's, your, your, what's your electric bill? A hundred bucks? Okay, well, go buy a property. Boom, there you go. hundred bucks covered. Next, what, mm -hmm. what else you got? Groceries? How much? A thousand bucks a month? All right, there you go. Here's another property, right? And that's yeah. how you build your, your portfolio. And next thing you know, you've got a nice little portfolio of income producing properties and all your bills are paid for. So if all mm -hmm. your bills are paid for, now what are you going to do? Yeah. Now yeah. you can go and you can live yeah. life on your terms. You can enjoy life. You can kind of look around and go, what have I been missing the last 20 years? Yeah, exactly. So you want to do that before you're too old. And then yeah. you're just like, you can still enjoy the world and travel and all that. Mm -hmm. And I think you have a very unique perspective because at 18, so a lot of people, it's a little bit addictive, I would say. Like when you're working, especially if you're working full-time, you have a good job. Let's say you're a lawyer and you have a good job, you're making lots of money, you enjoy what you're doing. And, uh, or maybe you don't even enjoy what you're doing, but you're making a lot of money. And then it's, it's really addictive. I mean, you get the money, you get the nice car, you get the nice house, you get right. the nice pool and everything. And I'll say, yeah, okay, well, I, I can do that. But then that's, you know, it's going to be hard for me to, to shift over and you have you get into that addiction mentality. And, uh, but you, your perspective is very unique, because at, you drop out of school, 18 years old, and went out and uh, or maybe a little bit later, you did the army and then you traveled after that? Okay. I did the so, army and then I worked and then I worked. I worked yeah. for Lehman Brothers and then I had my own uh, clothing yeah. stores in Manhattan. I did all kinds of things. Yeah. But after that, you traveled for like six years and stuff right. like that. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of interesting for, for me because we think we need so we need so many things. And then at the end, uh, you don't need that many things. You know, I mean, when you, when you think about it and stuff like that, I mean, if the, if the house here was burned down uh, today, well, I'd like to have my laptop uh, <laughs> and my iPhone. <laughs> but besides that, I mean, I don't need anything else, really. And yeah, um, you don't. You don't. You know, <laughs> I need I'll the laptop you. because that's where the, that's where the recording is being saved. Right. That's why. Right. <laughs> exactly. I'll tell you, when I was traveling, there were many times that I was homeless. Uh -huh. homeless in the sense I didn't have any money. I, I remember when I left, uh, when I left India, I went back to Israel and then I flew to Portugal to a festival and I used to make jewelry. So I, I, I spent months and months and months making jewelry to be able to sell at this festival. And I had, I had thousands and thousands of dollars worth. I, I calculated I was going to make about $5,000 in that festival. And that would have, you know, held me off a long time. And when I flew into Portugal, my bag never arrived. My bag with all my belongings, everything that I had owned at that time, you know, I've been traveling and, you know, everything yeah. was in yeah. my back, all my stones, all my crystals, all my jewelry, everything gone. The only thing I had no clothes. I had no way of making money. I had a, about a hundred dollars in my, in my pouch. I had my passport and that was it. The shirt wow. and the clothes that I had on. 
Um, and I stayed in Portugal for six months because I couldn't afford a plane ticket. I was sleeping on beaches. I was, you know, but, but my mindset was, um, I'm never going to beg for money. Mm -hmm. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm a capable, strong, smart person. I'm like, I'll never beg. So I was always trying to figure out ways of making money, ways of bartering, ways of, of doing things, right? It's, and it's all in the mindset, but, yeah. you know, it's very, very enlightening uh -huh. to suddenly not have anything. Yeah, I'm sure. I didn't have a tent or a sleeping bag. Wow. It was all, and nothing showed up. And so for six months, I was, you know, for the first couple of months, I was just sleeping wherever, you know, on, on the beach. You know, thank God it was summertime, so it wasn't cold. You know, no. and then slowly, slowly, I met people, and then they, they lent me a, a, a tent, and then they lent me a sleeping bag. And, you know, and I started, you know, back then I was a Reiki master, and then I was doing Reiki when I, so I started giving lessons and mm -hmm. teaching and healings and so forth. So that's how I started building up kind of my, my healing business in Portugal. Yeah. And after several months of doing that consistently, I was able to make money, and then I was able to leave. But, yeah, many times I was homeless, and it's very, um, you realize, you know, you you. You can look at it and freak out, or you can look at it and say, you know, um, I've been taken care of by the universe all this time. There's no reason mm. why I won't be taken care of. And you walk through um, life with that feeling and that belief that, you know what, whatever happens is supposed to happen to me. And I'm going to yeah. learn from it and I'm going to become better and I'm mm. going to move and everything happens for a reason. And I'm thankful for it. And yeah. it was very enlightening. So, uh, yeah, I think it's because a, a lot of people, I mean, before they take these kinds of action, they would consider that like this mind shift, uh, this change in mind shift. It would be, it caused a lot of fear for people. If you tell them, oh, you know, you're going to do this and then you're going to quit your job and then that's it, mm -hmm. you know, and you're going to be, uh, you're going to be a real estate investor. And it's like, this is, it's a lot of, it's very, uh, there's a lot of risk apparently it, and people are afraid of that. They're afraid of sure. these kinds of changes. And, yeah. um, and I think part of it, I think it's, it's, uh, it's anchored in the fact that they're afraid they're going to lose their house. They're afraid that uh, they're going to lose their car. They're going to, mm -hmm. you know, and all of that. And, and I think that because of where you came from, I think this is like, you know, but it's what it is to not have anything sure. and that you can start from, from nothing again. And uh, you know, it's not, it doesn't bother you. So you can, it allows you, it gives you the freedom to take more, more risk, more calculated risk, obviously, but yeah, it allows you to take, give you more of that freedom and you have mm -hmm. less fears, I guess, of uh, less fear of failure necessarily. Right. Yeah. Well, you know, look, when, when it comes to the people who are currently working, right? Mm -hmm. If you don't have a family, you don't have a mortgage, you don't have that, and you want to jump into this and you want to, you know, go balls to the walls and hey, let's let's rock and roll, go for it, right? Yeah. Um, if you have a mortgage and you have bills and you have people that are responsible that you're responsible for, you know, like we were talking earlier, I would start off slowly. I would start off yeah. maybe investing passively, get some income, learn what it is to be an investor first right yeah. find someone that you like and trust and has a good track record and and invest with them right uh, and if you want to then become more active then you know while you're working get educated first learn the business you have time 
meaning mm-hmm. you have time, meaning you, 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 you don't have to like, oh my God, I have to do a deal by the end of the month or I'm not going to eat and I'm going to lose my rent. And right? you have time, mm-hmm. right? Um, but, but give yourself a time limit. Yeah. Educate yourself, right? You don't want to, yeah, okay, I'm going to yeah. educate myself for the next 10 years and then I'm going to do it, right? Give yeah. yourself six months, learn as much as you can in six months, get a coach, get a mentor, get somebody that you can work with, get a partner that, as we said, complements your skill sets. Yeah. And then, and then start working it, mm-hmm. right? Start working it. And you'll see how, you know, I was working with my, with one of my clients and we were working together and a year later, he partnered up with a, with a, a, another group and they closed on 250 units. So now he's an owner of 250 units and that just boosts his morale. It boosts yeah. his confidence. Now brokers are going to be calling him. When he calls brokers, they're going to say, what was the last deal you did? Well, we just closed 250 units and we did this and we did that. And I was part of this. And he, now he's in it, right? Yeah. He gets part of the acquisition fee as well. Yeah. So I would, I would tell everybody who wants to get into real estate, who's working. I mean, obviously you have two types, right? You have those that say, yes, I'm going to do this slowly so that I can equal my, my passive income to my active income and then leave my job. And then yeah. there are those that say, you know what, dude, I don't have time, right? I'm yeah. 55, I'm 50 years old. Screw the J-O-B. I've got enough money to survive for a year, year and a half. If I don't make an income, I'm jumping yeah. in head first, right? Yeah. Okay. I would still recommend get educated, <laughs> learn, yeah. right? Go to the different conferences, see what's going on, get a mentor so that they can, they can really help you achieve success faster. Yeah. That's right. I think, I think the mentor is also is something very important. If you start slowly, I think this is, uh, you know, that's fine also. But if you're planning to jump in like head, head first and all that, having a mentor, I think is, is very important. It's going to minimize your, your risk, uh, re- reduce some, uh, maybe eliminate or reduce some of the failure potential right. that uh, you mm-hmm. may have and help you accelerate kind of like accessing a uh, achieving your goal. So I definitely recommend that. And that's kind of how I got started. When I got my first apartment building, I was 18 years old. And then, and that's because I had a mentor, but everybody like 18 years old, you can imagine talking to the realtor say, hey, I want to buy uh, an apartment <laughs> building. Uh, by the way, I want to, I don't have any money, but I, I think I can get it no money down. And the realtor was like, well, who, who are you? What, what, uh, what do you, why do you think this is happening? This will happen. And then, uh, but it did happen after, uh, you know, it took me maybe like uh, three to six months to find the property and find the right seller that was willing to give me a vendor take back note on the property and was cash flowing after that. So, but there's a lot of naysayer without the mentor. I don't think I would have been able to, to get there. I, I think I would have given up because the realtor, I mean, he was much older than I was more experienced than I was. And he kept telling me that this that's what you're looking for doesn't exist, you know, up until he, he said, he gave me the binders of MLS listing and said, you, you look for it yourself. He's just like, they don't, they don't exist. So he gave right. me four binders of MLS. Right. I went through every single one of them and I found two or three that worked. And one of, one of them was a, a vendor, a seller that was willing to take, uh, to take a note for uh, for the property so persistence yeah. beats resistance but it was a lot of work yeah, absolutely. <laughs> money makes it a lot easier <laughs> so uh tell me um 
for our listeners, so if they want to, I mean, you're specialized right now in multifamily. Uh, if people want to get, uh, if maybe they have already a single family and they want to jump into multifamily or people, they want to just, no, I don't want to do single family uh, mm-hmm. for whatever reason, uh, because I don't have a W-2 job and I can't get a loan or something like that. I want to get right into multifamily. So what are your recommendations in terms of, of strategy, in terms of which market are, are better? Is, is there a better market than others? And um, yeah, so how, how do they find their first deal? Sure. So how do you find your first deal? Well, first look at, you know, when I look at markets, I look at, first of all, what's easy to get to from where I am? What's cheap and quick, mm-hmm. right? I'm in South Florida. I'm not going to buy properties all the way in Oregon across the country. That's going to take me such a long time to get there. Expensive flights, right? If you're going to be doing it out of your backyard in, in a different state or, you know, a different city and whatnot, um, you know, if you have to fly there again, make sure that it's close and it's easy to get to. But, you know, I always look for, for places that have serious job growth. That's, mm-hmm. that's, the, that's the holy grail. Job growth, job growth, job growth, job growth. You want to look at what is the city doing to create jobs? What are they doing to bring in companies to build factories and warehouses, right? Where are the uh, Amazons and the FedExes and the, you know, the, 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 the targets, where are they moving to? Where are the Home Depots opening up, right? That's Mm -hmm. what I look for. I look for all those places. I look for places that are hubs that people are going to. Um, There's a great report called the Milken report, M-I-L-K-E-N. People, you know, they they give the top 10, top 100 cities. Uh, You can, you know, Google is a beautiful thing today, right? You can go to the top 10 cities millennials are moving to. Yeah. And look at those cities, right? And see what kind of job growth that they're having, what's going on there. Um, And then, you know, I would reach out to different brokers and say, hey, you know, this is what we're looking to do. And this is my team and so forth. And that's that's how you can find the properties. Um, at the same time, you know, what I teach, what, what I, when I work with my clients, I tell them, I want you to create an inventory sheet, right? Just take mm-hmm. a piece of paper, put a line down the middle of it. On one side, that's you. On the other side is what you need. And I say, you put down on your side um, what you bring to the table, right? Sometimes people bring money. Sometimes they bring a track record. Sometimes they bring, a, a, you know, credibility. They bring time. Yeah. They bring a network of people. They, you know, what expertise right? They know how to underwrite. They, they, they love their influences, whatever, whatever it is, right? Yeah. You put it down on, on that side, right? And you say, okay, now to complete my business, my company, I should say, what other parts do I need that I don't have, mm-hmm. right? If I can't qualify uh, for the loan, I'm going to need someone to qualify. I'm going to need attorneys. I'm going to need maybe uh, financial partners that can pay for the deposits and the reports and whatnot. I'm going to need a business partner who knows how to underwrite, someone who knows how to do marketing, someone, right, whatever it is. And you put yep. that there. Now you know exactly what you need. And then all you have to do is go find those people. Yep. Right? Um, I, I, I talk a lot about, you know, it's not how to do something. Right? Don't worry about the how. We can all figure out the how. There's YouTube. You can figure out how on YouTube for everything. Don't worry yep. about the how. Change those two first letters, the A, you know, the, the H and the W, you know, switch them. It's who. Yeah. Who can I talk to that can help me? Right. Mm-hmm. Well, what what's the issue? Well, I need people that have money. Okay, well, who can help you? I don't know. Who? 
influencers, people that have a huge network of people, uh, my mm -hmm. cousin who's got a rich friend, you know, uh, this guy, whatever it is, right? Find out yeah. who can help you and start building your team together and, um, and then go from there and, and, and get yeah. educated. You know, mm -hmm. education is, is huge, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I think when you have the, the who, when you have the right, the right people on your team, I mean, first of all, you can't do everything. And, uh, and I think it's very important to have, have a team that is uh, be well surrounded, that have a lot of experience and can also keep you out of trouble. And um, yeah, so it's more fun also when you go on vacation. Uh, than just by yourself and absolutely absolutely <laughs> i go on vacation with my cfo we're, we're, we're friends <laughs> excellent um let's see uh any uh so let's see we'll talk about that we'll talk about the uh, so you do you do coaching right now with uh with some individuals and you you help them basically kind of go go through uh and achieve their goal and um, so tell me a little bit about, about that, about the, that service that you offer. Yeah, sure. So my goal is to help people get into their first deal, right? Mm -hmm. I want you to get into that first deal. Once you get into your first deal, it's so much easier then, right? Mm -hmm. you, you, you already know what's going on. So um, I help, you know, my coaching is uh, different levels. We've got one-on-one, -on -one, we've got group coaching, we've got, I'm creating my, um, my uh, online masterclass so people can go online and you know, sit at the comfort of their own home and watch videos and do work, you know, workbooks and, and really understand the market. And I talk about everything from A to Z about how to, how to buy multifamily, how to raise capital, how to, how to do the closings, how to manage the managers and so forth. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, so, but my goal is to first work on the mindset, right? Mm -hmm. um, people that come from a J-O-B now I have to switch to a different mentality uh, yeah. where it's a positive mentality that, you know what, I can overcome any obstacle that's put in front of me as long as I look at the, for solutions and not just focus on the problems. Yeah. So we work a lot on that. We work a lot on the mindset, on, on understanding um, how to create goals that I can achieve, how to create tasks to move forward towards the end goal that I want. Right. And, uh, and I, I like to take, you know, uh, one of their goals that they want to achieve in, in 12 months. And I like to bring it down and, and do it. You know what, let's, what if we could make that happen within 90 to 60, between 90 days to 180 days, cut it in half. Yeah. Right. So in, so in one year you can accomplish two yearly goals. Yeah. And as you get good at that, you can even tighten that. And then you do maybe three goals, three yearly goals in one year, and then you tighten mm -hmm. it up and you get better and you can do that. So we focus a lot on that. We focus a lot on building the person's team, right? And yeah. when you join my, my, my one-on-one uh, -on -one coaching, I open my doors and I give you all of my, all of my attorney's contacts, you know, my lenders, my private equity lenders, you know, everything that I, that, you know, my, my black book, if you will of mm. all my content and, and information, all of the legal documents that I've spent, you know, thousands of dollars creating a lot of mistakes making to create and to tweak all of the documents and all of the um, offerings and so forth. So they get all that yeah. um, just, just to help people move along. Right. I wish I had someone that gave me all that when I got started out, it would have been so much easier. Right. Telling me yeah. how to network, who to look for, 
you know, creating specific avatars so that you can really direct your marketing to these people, right? Yeah. All these different little things. And we talk about that and we build it. And, you know, um, I even sometimes fly out to meet with uh, my clients when they have a property under contract. Mm -hmm. I said, okay, you know what, let's go. And I'll walk with them and we'll do the due diligence together and I'll show them yeah, things yeah. Because I see things that they don't see, right? Yeah, yeah and, yeah. and and my goal again is not to keep you as a client for 30, 40 years, right? Mm -hmm. I look at it like the Chinese acupuncturist, the Chinese herbalist. I want to keep you healthy so I don't have to see you. Yeah. Right. I want to show you, I want to teach you so that you can do it on your own and you can go fly. Right. Mm -hmm. That'll be the best um, referral, the best testimonial for me is you know, Hey, this is, this is what I did for this person, right? I worked with them for a year and boom, they bought 250 units and now they're off. They're, they're doing yeah. it on their own. You know, yeah. you can have that as well. You don't want 250 units. You want 10 units. Let's go do that as well. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. So you know, I, I work really closely because my goal is not to, you know, it's not to, again, not to create students and clients and, and, and be a guru on the top of a mountain. My, my, my goal is to really help people change their lives mm -hmm. so that they can live life on their terms. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I know what it's like to be homeless. I know what it's like to stress out over where's my next meal coming. You know, wow, I don't even have a tent to live in tonight. Where am I going to mm -hmm. sleep? Mm -hmm. Right. Well, that tree looks good. Okay. Well, let me go. Let me go look at that tree. I've been there. I know what it's like. Right. Um, I've struggled through that. I've, I've, I've worked my way out of it. Um, and I want to help people work their way out of mm -hmm. whatever situation they're in. And yeah. I want to give them a glimmer of hope, a gl light at the end of the tunnel. Say, dude, that's that's where you need to go. Let's go. Yeah. 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 And, and that's that's also why I wrote I wrote my book too. Like it's like really to help people and all of that. And I found that as you, I mean, the number one thing is the mindset is about doing the mindset shift. There's a mindset in terms of limiting belief. And then there's also the mindset in terms of this is not the same way of working anymore. You're not waiting for your boss to tell you what to do. You can't just kind of like relax and sit back and blah, blah, blah. You make things happen. Things don't happen unless you do something. Exactly. Um, so that's, that's a big, uh, big mindset shift for, for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. And then, um, then we talk about a little bit about kind of like skills. Obviously there's some skills that are needed also in terms of the, uh, you know, the, uh, the, the, the financial aspect of it, but also the risk management aspect of it. And also kind of like aligning the, looking at the different strategies and aligning everything with your goal. Mm -hmm. And um, so I think that's also something that's uh, that's pretty important. And then I kind of my goal at the end of the book is that they they do the they do a transaction at least one transaction with the book, and um, doesn't have to be a big one. But I'm hoping mm -hmm. that the, this is what uh, what they get to. But one thing that I talk a lot about is also about the daily daily practice. So and really every day to sit down, you know, uh, prefer in the morning, but. Like where you're in a quiet place just by yourself and really thinking about, okay, what's, what's the next step? What do I need to accomplish today? You know, what did I accomplish yesterday or didn't accomplish yesterday? Why not? And then what do I need to do today? And then kind of mm -hmm. move forward like that. Um, yes, you need to have big goals, you know, somewhere to aim, <laughs> to target. And, uh, but also like a daily practice so that every day you're doing something. Otherwise people, I think, tend to, 
oh yeah no, well not today or you know I'm, I'm gonna watch this or i'm gonna go on and this is something that you can do everywhere i mean you can mm -hmm. really even on vacation you say well I, while i'm on vacation i know i'm on vacation i can't go and walk a property or something like that but i can read i, I, I can <laughs> <laughs> it depends if the property is where you're vacationing <laughs> but uh <laughs> But uh, if, you know, it's uh, sometimes about reading an article or talking to somebody mm -hmm. or learning or trying to build your team or networking or something like that, there's a lot of things that you can do even when you are, you know, away, away from home Absolutely. or something like that. Yeah. Absolutely. And, mm -hmm. I, 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 I work constantly, you know, we're, like yeah. I said, we're leaving Monday, we're going, you know, we're driving yeah. up north and, you know, I take my laptop, I take my phone, I take my, my little yeah. uh, headphones and, you know, even when we're hiking, I can take a phone call. Yeah. Right. I go to the back of the line. I take a phone call while we're hiking in a mountain, negotiate a contract, negotiate a deal, you know, figure something mm -hmm. out and whatnot. And, you know, you, you continue working. That's yep. the beauty of this. Yeah, exactly. That's right. the beauty of this and the technology today that we're in is that we can do real estate from anywhere in the world. Yeah. Right. You know, I, the, the only reason why I have this office and I have a desk and I have a computer and I have all this is because I have two kids who are in school. Yeah. I have to be in one place because they're in school, yeah. right? I mean, yeah, I, love yeah. I mean, you know, taking them and, you know, we travel as much as we can even during the year and whatnot, but you know, it, it's, it's good for a kid to have a home base and to yeah, yeah, that's you know, build roots and friends and whatnot. Mm -hmm. um, but that's the only reason, you know, my daughter yeah. in five years, when she's out of high school, I'm giving all this up. I'm going to buy a boat and that's where I'll do my business from. <laughs> Excellent. So Nitsan, wrapping it up, uh, why do you have a Yoda picture behind you? <laughs> I have to ask. So what does Yoda always tell uh, Luke Skywalker? It's about mindset. Ah, okay. Do okay, or okay. do not. There is no try. <laughs> so that's, that's, that's my guy, right? Very use, good. Use the force. Uh -huh. Use the force. Uh -huh. There is a force. There's a karmic energy. There's universal energy. There are universal laws that exist. And if we can just tap into those universal laws and understand how they work, then we become then we become Yoda. Then we can manipulate uh -huh. things. We can do things. We can become things. We can, you know, be this small, but be this big as at the same time, because we understand how to take advantage of universal laws. And that's why that's why he's there. All right. Very good. Well, Nitsan, thank you very much for sharing your knowledge and your wisdom with us. And uh, yeah, so. Thank you. Take you later. Enjoy your vacation and your journey. Thank you. It was a pleasure, right. Eric. Thank you for listening to Break Away from the Rat Race with your host, Eric Martel. If you want to share your story and experience with our listeners, please message us on Facebook at Break Away from the Rat Race. Also, please subscribe to our YouTube channel and our podcast on iTunes.